Get down. Stop it.
stop. Thank you. 
Hey. Hey there. Finally. Um, what he, what Dan has to do is press. Uh, what happens is he put the code in initially, and then it says put the code in again or press one if you're not on horseshoe or whatever, and you press one and then it let me in. Okay. So I I just caught him. Told him. To, okay. After, there is no unlike in New York. You know, New York has its own family court act, okay? That's when I learned about it's not all-inclusive because in the, in the New York family court act, it even has a section that says for the civil rules not specifically discussed here, it falls to the rules of civil procedure. Oh, uh, well, I, I, in Florida, in Florida, they laid out in one chapter, the chapter 39, that has all of the family, you know, um, any cases having to do with abuse has all of the statutes in that chapter. Not, not in North Carolina. North Carolina, you have broken down into subjects. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think I they. Yeah, I talked to. Yeah, yeah. I actually, when I on second thought, I've had this conversation with Rudy before um, because he had, had told me the same thing. The North Carolina statutes are really fucked up. Yeah, say Chapter 48 is adoptions, Chapter 48A is minors, Chapter 49, children born out of wedlock, 
Uh, Count A, rights of children, 50, divorce and alimony, 50A, Uniform Child Custody Jurisdiction and Enforcement Acts. Uh, 50B is domestic, 50C, civil no-contact orders, 50D, permanent civil no-contact orders. Does it it break down um, because... You know, um, Chapter 39 literally breaks down every single freaking statute, uh, com- you know, and it also lets you know what they're doing, what they can do, what they can't do. That's how I learned it. I learned it by reading Chapter 39 a hundred times. Let's see. Chapter 39 is conveyances in uh, North Carolina. I mean, Carolina. No, uh, no, I mean in, in Florida, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I know I know the numbers don't, aren't going to match, but, but yeah, yeah. Like, at least, at the very least... Floridians can go to that chapter and they can see exactly how, you know, what the laws are, what the state laws are, which is really, you know, sort of supposed to be that way. Well, what I've learned in all this is um, when I go to other states, I've learned to how to pick out keywords. Okay. When I, and then I, and it helps me find stuff. And find what you're looking for, yeah. 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 Annual and... It's going to take through four hours to set the jello. Oh. I thought it was going to take that long. I would have freaking made it this morning. I'm trying to put something in my son's stomach just because he hasn't eaten since yesterday. Four hours, jeez. One. You know, it even it even goes so far down as to um lying laying out the law as far as like um whether you know what CPS can and can't do. They can't in the state of Florida. They cannot take a, uh, except for like the well visit, like um, the first time visit to a doctor, mm-hmm. which is the norm. But anything after that, they have to get per- parental permission, even if the kid is in custody. They still have to get parental per- per- uh, permission to go to a doctor, a psychiatrist, anything. And and if they can't get, if they cannot um, find the parent, or the parent won't give them consent, then they have to go to a judge and get a judge's order that the child could be treated with a psychiatrist, counselor, uh, anything. That's Florida statute. It's written right in there. You know what I mean? So like, it's it just at least you know what the what you're dealing with. Um, but um, I don't know what's going on in North Carolina. The detective just pulled. I said, you need it recorded. Damn. The detective just what? Pulled he just up? made it sound like, I don't know if he meant pulled up at his place or with her. her. Place. I don't know. <sighs> All right, let me look at the message. Yeah. Oh, God, they're going to arrest him. Um, okay. Be cool. I I don't have to tell him that. He's already, he's a smart man. I'm just going to let him him do his his thing and see what happens. You see why I'm such a crazy person? Because I know this is so, I know they're going to pick him up. Yeah, but see, the problem is you're looking for a magic bullet. And you know as well as I do, there is no such thing. 
No, there's not. I know. And it and it pisses everybody off because you got all these families hurting and everybody thinks there's a magic bullet. There's not. You yeah, I know. You have to know this shit. Yep. I mean, you're hard on me, and you know what? I don't mind. Thank you. But you know what? what? I've been doing it for six years. I know. I've been studying and studying and studying, and I am really figuring out how this game is played. I understand. Uh, I mean, I my I could reasonably, I would never want to be a bar attorney because there's certain things I've learned they are not allowed to do, okay? Because they'll lose their bar license. I mean... Look at my New York case as an example. It's a void judgment, and a void judgment, one of the grounds for a void judgment is when the court don't have jurisdiction. There's only two grounds. And a void judgment, if they don't have jurisdiction, when you, if you get a void judgment, the judge can be held personally liable because he acted without authority. Okay. And um, I've been arguing that this entire case I have you don't know how many attorneys that keep they keep appointing attorneys to this case and then me and the attorney talks and they start getting real skittish I had one lady attorney said are you an attorney I said well I subscribe to Westlaw does that matter as soon as I got out of freaking jail in North Carolina she dropped me like a hot potato I said, this is what I want you to do. And she, and she didn't even tell me she was withdrawing. She just did it. Yeah. And my dad's looked at all the documents. I've proven to him this is what you that what can be done. And he says, why will they not do it? I said, Dad, because CPS is a protected organization. They're not allowed to. They will lose their bar license. Right. Those attorneys out there that do fight against CPS, I give them credit. Okay, they really want to do good. Don't get me wrong. But even they will not do certain things. That's why these CPS agents never go to jail. Well, not never, because there is these occasional ones that get arrested for false reporting. And what do you think about him going on Facebook Live right now? Just, just put the officer right on live right now. I'm glad. I just what do you think? Reported. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I told him, I just wanted him to call in so we could sit here and be a witness and we, it'd be recorded. Yeah, really. I mean, if he <laughs> wants to go on But Facebook he did try live, to call in. He, he, had a, he had a problem calling in. Okay, I would go on Oh, no, they're going to arrest him. They're going to arrest him if he does that. Not that they're not going to arrest him. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I want the fucking public on on this. Maybe I should go Facebook Live. No, I don't look. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dressed. You're not there. What's, how are you going to do anything, right? No, so, I know, but still, it's just about public, public, public awareness. Um, Sarah told me to give you her number. I see. Is she calling in? Uh, let's, no, she hasn't called in yet. 
Not yet. Okay. She said she was. Yeah. Since uh, he has uh, had this development, uh, I'm on, I'm on a, yeah. if you'll hold, yep. I will add Sarah in. Okay. I'll hold. Hello? Say hi, Sarah. Meet Raquel. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I'm kind good. of reading through the messages, putting together a timeline, uh, Prody's names, and things awesome. that are uh, needing to be gathered, documentation. Awesome. Um, so I can get familiar with what's been going on in the last few days, because um, yep. I can't really you know, give advice or assess or offer help without knowing the, the, what's going on so far. And I'm almost through the messages, but um, where are you guys right now? Is the, the child still being held in the hospital? Um, are they still being held at the homeless shelter? What's going on? Uh, right now. Here. He had a detective pull up. He just had a detective. He's home in North Carolina in Caldwell County. She's at a homeless shelter with all the kids. Because they made her go, you know, they forced her into going there or whatever. And she's allowed to have, like, some phone calls with him. She can call him, but it's, it's, they, they barely get to talk. And um, they, he's not allowed to talk to the kids at all. And what she's saying is that they want to interview the, the three-year-old who had the incident on Saturday and also the five-year-old who happened to be in the same bedroom as the child. Now, there's a videotape because they have, like, home cameras, you know, set up in their house, incidentally. Right. So, right. The, so a video camera had captured the accident of the baby. And right. the police, when they showed up, when he was at first at the hospital with the boy, they showed up with mom there. They showed up with like a caravan of cops and CPS and they completely manipulated this woman. She did not give them consent. They entered her home. They took down the entire surveillance system and they took the tape into custody. Um, with that, she, they took her, they absconded her and took her to the homeless shelter. Uh, they went to the hospital, the cop and the CCF worker. This is the hospital outside a county with the bone specialist. The bone right, specialist right. tells dad and social worker and police officer right in their presence that the injury was not consistent with abuse. Right. Okay, then the, the DSS says, well, you have to put that in writing, whatever. Okay, fine. He sends something to DSS. They refuse to give Daniel a copy of it, whatever it is they sent, because we don't know. But now, right. uh, but we understand that it that it said, you know, um, like, un, um, I, I don't have the word. I didn't write it down. I, I can't remember it. But it's a term that I've seen before used and manipulated improperly by DCF. It's like um, right. indetermined abuse. Something like that, which means there was no determination because you, all you have to do is look it up in the dictionary. But the the, the um, CPS workers, they, of course, they just use that word and say, "Oh, see, that's abuse." And they, and then they ended up when the boy was being released. Now the doctors were prepping dad. You know, he's got to have this, this, and that. You know, whatever it is for his aftercare after surgery. See, it's surgery, aftercare surgery. They're prepping dad. They check out his car. They make sure the car seat could fit him with his injury and all that. Next thing you know. 
they send a medical a medical van with mom and kids in tow to pick up the baby from the hospital and abscond him off to the homeless shelter yesterday. Okay. Um, what, when are they supposed to interview the children? They're supposed to interview them tomorrow. Okay. Um, are they opposed to me coming out there and, and got, being present yeah. with them? Because here's the thing. State yeah. statutes and case law both say that you do not have to interview the children as social workers that are not the, uh, the alleged victims. Repeat that again. And, uh, any, any child that is not the alleged victim living in the home, yes, as long as the child hasn't died in the home due to right. abuse, does not have to be interviewed by social services if they are not the alleged victims. Awesome. Well, so what, what they're saying, what the, 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 victim, right? the three-year-old is the victim, right? The three-year-old is the victim. However, uh, the five-year-old was in the bed, was in the same room with the three-year-old. What it doesn't matter. Okay, that's awesome. Matter. If the we five-year-old need to tell, is not the, if the five-year-old yeah, is not the victim, the alleged victim, yeah, the five-year-old does not need to be interviewed. And also, right. um, yeah. it's statutory and case law that says parents, children have a right to have their parents present with them in uh, interviews. So even if they're being accused, say that again. Even if you are the accused, like even if they're, they haven't formally accused them or anything. Okay, so that means dad can be there for the question. So dad can be there for the questioning as well. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get this information. Here's the thing too. In this, mm-hmm. I have learned as an advocate, there are battles you pick and battles you don't. I if agree. If they are um, uneasy with dad being there, then don't have dad there. Have mom there. But have an advocate and record it. Okay? Absolutely. Which you, you're, you rock. Can you do that tomorrow? Can you do um, that with them? Some- is, it, is there a way for you to take your mom's car to the appointment? Okay. Let me let me let me make a let me make a quick call and I'll I'll call you guys right I'll call you right back. Okay. Okay. okay cool. Thank you. All right. And then you call and see if they want me to come down there for tomorrow because I will. Well, we're on chat with him, but we'll, I'm sure he'll say yes. I'm sure of okay. it. Okay. I'll find out okay. for sure because I don't want to do anything with that. I'm, I'm only supportive role to the parents. I ain't there to I'm there to bust anything up or assert anything or like that. And so let them. My role in anything is to and. Let parents know what their rights are, what their kids' rights are, and support them in whatever decisions they make. That's, that's okay. what my role is. Perfect. All, All right, right. I'll get confirmation from him. It'll be in the same chat you're in, too, and then we'll talk to you in a few okay. minutes. All righty. Okay, Bye. sounds good. Now, this woman, I found her on Facebook by accident. Somebody shared her video. She goes up. She. I think it's even on YouTube. She got, went up in front of uh, Guilford County, uh, what's the board, the uh, county commissioner's office or something, and she has handed them their assets more than <laughs> once right there in the county commissioner's and recorded it. This woman, when it comes to statutory law, she's she she knows what DSS can and cannot do. Okay. Can be present as a 
parent, advocate, during, uh, during questioning of kids. She, she just told me. Well, I'll let you finish. She can be there tomorrow. But I think they're going to. She will. Work. She'll be there. Yeah, no, I don't. I know. Uh, um, with your consent, it can be present as a parent advocate during questioning of kids. She can be there tomorrow, please advise. Okay, we just got to wait for Dan. Oh, I see Dan. Well, I don't know. Dan, I um, um they're gonna arrest him right now. They're worried. Yeah. She told me that in her case, you know mm-hmm. how you're supposed to have a right to your court file, right? Mm-hmm. They, they blocked her. They told her she can't have hers. Yeah, they pull that all the time. Fucking asshole. How'd they get, oh, here, I can come tonight and brief you and your family. Oh, my God. Great. Yeah. Her, her and Jennifer Gates, Jennifer Gates don't get to do the advocacy part as much, but um, she travels a lot. Helping families do this stuff. Um. Okay. I don't. We don't hear it. This is this is terrible because Daniel is probably being interrogated by the officer right now, right? Well, that's why I told him what I told him. I hope he remembers it. What you what you say can and will be used against you. Don't say anything. Yeah, he knows that. He's been through a case, you know, he's been through a case before. But um, what would be the, I'm trying to, what would be the grounds of arresting him at this point? Because they haven't interviewed the kids yet. I, abuse? I don't abuse? They can, but they don't have any um, evidence of factual. Oh. I don't. What? I don't care about it. Yeah, I know they don't care. Yeah, I know you're right. So they'll just arrest him on an abuse charge and hold him up so that he can't make phone calls to attorneys. He can't call the press. He can't call advocates. That's what they're doing. He they want to lock him up he so he shuts up. Possibly they could. Possibly. They could pull that. They don't care. See, look. Let me tell you a story. My uncle Dwight. Okay, he shot and killed a man. It was justifiable homicide because the guy came in his home. Okay. And attacked him. He's right. been sitting in the Stokes County Jail for about oh, a year or more now, sitting there. He won't take a plea. They know it's justifiable homicide, but they won't let him go. Why not? <sighs> Because it's not about what is right. They're making a shit ton of money off of him sitting in jail. And the average person that doesn't have the testicular fortitude to stand their ground and that are ignorant of the system will eventually take a plea just to go home. Yeah. Well, they do that all over the place. Right. Lock up people for no fucking reason. I I knew a mom in Florida. 
in Hillsborough County that, um, you know, they had a, her, her ex-husband was at the pool with her children from a previous marriage and he was drinking and, you know, CPS called police and they, um, they come pick up the kid. They come to her. Now the kids are back home with mom and they come to her house and, and she's like, you know, completely confused. Of course, she, don't, she doesn't really understand what's going on, but they, they, they accused her of assaulting her husband. They put her in jail. They took her kids, of course. Her kids were in foster care for two years, but she fought really hard, um, and she got them back. She got them back. She took off to, to, to Europe because she's so scared to death of them. Um, but anyway, she sat in jail, in Hillsborough County Jail, for three months. She didn't even do anything. They didn't even charge her with anything. Three fucking months. Yeah. And they do that because they can. Yeah. The stuff I know, I'm it's talking horrific. about. Yeah, the stuff I'm talking about is how to handle the situation so it don't go that far. Yeah. And the thing is, the stuff I right. know, that damn sheriff knows. Maybe. I don't think sheriffs are that fucking smart. <laughs> oh, no. They know. Necessarily. No, they know. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. They, they, they know. My uncle, mm-hmm. Keith, if you go look up Hemlock Golf Course, okay? It's in Walnut Cove, North Carolina. My family on my dad's side, really well. Um, he worked in government. So my dad, I spent 16 hours showing my dad everything in the regulations on dealing with securities and how, you're, how you have to bond the case and do all this stuff. And right. that is on my on Westlaw printing everything off because I have a Westlaw account. I know. And he goes down and meets with my Uncle Keith, starts showing Keith everything and talking about the use of stamps on the paperwork when you're dealing with the bonds and securities and this, that, and the other. Right. And Keith's like, um, yeah. That's right. You would use stamps on security instruments. We did it all the time here in Stokes County. Yeah. I mean, no, you I mean, I, a bond. I, like I said, I, I, it's, I don't. It's like you want to convince me to do something that I don't want to do. I don't know. I mean, I, I, no. I, I don't think you're lying. I don't think you're you're stupid. I think that you know what you're talking about it, and it's one of the reasons why I called you onto this case. But I don't know, yeah, you know, know, like, you want me to be on your level. You want me to learn everything you know so that I can do your thing. But I need to go do my thing. And it's it's what I know, which what I've developed over the years. It's what I know. So I'm going to go out and do what I do, and you go and go out and do what, you're, what you do. That's why I get frustrated with you, because I feel like you're always trying to convince me to do your thing. I don't want to do your thing. I'm not trying to convince. I'm not trying to convince you. That's that's not okay. my intention. So what is okay. your ten, intention? You ask I know me. you want me to know what's going on. That's fine. But you, you yeah. know, like you, you can't beat a dead horse. And you no, turn people off when I, you do that. It's not what I try to do. None of that's my. Okay, opinion. I know. I know. It may not be what you're trying to do, but it comes off. It comes across like that. Like you're trying to beat a dead horse. 
Everybody is looking for an answer to why the system. I know you like said this already. I know we've been through this already. I understand that they want quick bullets. They want, but you got to let people go do their thing. You know, I mean, if if you know, like like Connie, like you agreed with me. She does good work. She does her thing, but to try to convince her to, to get out of her role as an attorney and helping parents and whatever and doing it, playing their game and all that, to like try to. Like, in other words, like, you'd like her to be, like, on board with what you're saying, and when she doesn't go on board, and maybe I don't go on board, like, you get mad, and then you, like, want to convince us that you're right, and, and your way is, like, the only way, and it's a turnoff. It's not what, but it's not what I'm doing. Okay. okay. It's not my intention. My intention is, is to teach people how to stand up for their rights. If you understand the rules to the game and how to defend your rights, okay, you're going to win. <clears throat> because I think so too. more than most, more than most, you are one of the few that got an attorney and won and did it by arguing the case. Yes, 80% of the families yeah. have lost. I get a turn. Yeah, well, I got a. I didn't. I didn't go. Well, I. Also, the other difference was I. Of course, not that the paid attorneys are that much different because they're not. Because they're at the same, you know, threat of getting disbarred and all that other stuff. And they're not, you know, these things that they're not allowed to do. So even, but, but, but it was to my advantage to not go with a court-appointed attorney. Of course. Yes. Right. But see, you did have something in your favor. Yeah, I had 10 years civil litigation. I came into it knowing the law. I came into it knowing criminal justice. I'm a speaker. I'm an activist. I did all those things already. I'm a writer. All those things. I was already on the top. I was on the top of my game. I was publishing, and, and, it, and it all fell through the, through the hole because of them. I had just recently published a website called Conservative Women, and I had gathered 10 writers across the country, and we were having weekly, like, um, Skype meetings and we were producing content original content conservative news and this was going on for about three months we were so fucking thriving um we i mean all my writers were top notch i mean we had real nice work i got the the, the site is down now um I, I got you know we were getting really good views on the site everything was going awesome until CPS. Now, of course, I had to stop everything. Um, but yeah, I, I was already working for, I was working for human events as a writer. Um, and then, you know, at my court case, of course, they try to downplay anything that we've ever done. And both of us have some, inter my husband and I, we both are, have interesting backgrounds. Of course, none of, neither one of us being arrested, you know, all that stuff. And she just tried to make it sound like, uh, yeah, she writes for some blog. Well, not really. I, I write for Human Events, a conservative news journal. In fact, it was Ronald Reagan's favorite newspaper. So I'm not just writing for some blog, because some blog doesn't pay you. I got paid. I had a job as a writer. Yeah. And, you know, th those people, they were afraid of me. Uh, because anytime you have any, you mention anything about the press, they go nuts. They hate the press. They, don't, they hate bad press. That's the worst thing in their minds to get bad press. So I was a threat. Um, you know, there was, I had a lot of things going for me. 
Um, you know, I, ha- I was, I'm a divorced, I mean, I'm in a second marriage. I have a son. I was a teen mom, by the way. And my son is a clarinet, um, is a professional clarinet player, classical clarinet player. He traveled all around the world. He was on Good Morning America when he was on nine, when he was nine years old, playing Rap City in Blue. He's played at Carnegie Hall. He, he graduated from Juilliard. He has two master's degrees. This is my son. So at the arraignment, it was, you know how it goes real fast, real fast. And that's when the judge said the kids go home to await trial because I, you know, of course I didn't sign any case plan. And they, uh, yeah, and I'm going to dependency trial, which I did. Um, I forgot what I, I forgot the end of the sentence. <laughs> I get so worked up. Um, but. But really, Brian, I had so many things going for me. I wrote my, my, you know, like, she knew to depose the police officers. She knew that we have to have depositions because we need to know what they're going to say at the trial. Nobody does that. I asked parents, well, did your attorney have depositions? They're like, what? Oh, no, they said we don't need it. What do you mean you don't need it? How are you going to know what, what, what happens at trial? You, you, you have a right to know what they're going to say in advance. <laughs> you know, that's pre-trial procedure. Depositions are go hand in hand. This is another thing I've done. At St. John's, I was on an academic team called Mock Trial. And if 200 people applied for this, for, to get on this team, they only accepted seven people, six rounds of tryouts. They only accepted seven people. Guess who got on that team? You did. I did. Of course I did. And, and then I competed on that team nationally for two years. And that's daily practices on what to do in a trial. Okay, because it was mock trial, right? So we went to, you know, I've been to Iowa, the Iowa Supreme Courthouse. I've been to, I, we won regionals. We, we competed against other colleges in this mock trial. So we'd have a fake case. we put the case on as prosecutors. And then we'd also play the defense. And we all had different roles. I mean, day after day, after school, you know, it's, it's St. John's when I was at St. John's. After school, every day, practice, practice, practice. I... Ask me the definition of hearsay, an out-of-court statement offered in court for the truth of the content contained therein. How do I know that? Them. They drilled it in us. They drilled all kind of, all the whole trial procedure. So it wasn't just that I worked for litigators for 10 years. It wasn't just that I'm a St. John's Honors, honor, president on, of the Honor on. Society. Hold on. I'm an overachiever. And these motherfuckers treat me like a piece of dirt. Like I'm a drug dealer. They're crazy. I know how okay. nuts they are. Okay. We're scenario. Oh, cool. Bye. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm a really worried about Dan because he said the officer was there and we haven't heard anything from him yet. Right. Do you think they might arrest him? Um, I don't know if they're withholding his, uh, his surveillance equipment and they're forcing the kids to stay there. They can spin it as um, him being abusive. Okay. Um, and I know that having an advocate who's not hot-headed and who knows what they're speaking about present makes a big difference. Um, yeah, I just recently had, yeah, I just recently had to defuse a um, DSS taking a baby, newborn baby, at a hospital situation where they were on high alert, security guards everywhere. But I was able to speak with the doctors, lower the security alert, and the mom and baby were able to go home. It was oh, a matter of just saying, hey, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do, um, gathering your documentation, 
and then just kind of like diffusing the emotional part. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what they need. They need to see, see Dan is my friend. I don't know his, his uh, fiance, um, but uh, I met him online a few years ago when he had an open case in Florida. I'm in Florida. Um, and I gave him, you know, practical advice um, about how to proceed and win. And he did. And they won the case. They moved to North awesome. Carolina. Um, yeah. and, and now, you know, now this incident with the accident. So, of course, uh, another thing that he told us that I want to share with you is that they tried to, um, uh, I think it was the police, I think it was the police, um, who tried to include another case onto his case, and I've seen them do that before, you know, where they mix the cases up on purpose. Oh, yeah. Well, it's accidental. Uh, but they were trying to say, you had an open case in North Carolina last year with a similar problem. And it, and it was like, that's not even my kid. <laughs> that's not my family. You know, that's not me. You know, they try to. Right. Uh, yeah, they're re- I, like, I just think that they're like, I think the caseworkers, they're like salivating. You know, they, they want these kids so bad. Like, they'll do yeah, anything. Yeah, they do. Yep, they yeah, they do. And, and yeah. in North Carolina, I can, I can literally say, well, here's the policies and procedures. Um, I can also let them, uh, any social worker, know that um, I'm, I'm not here to destroy or upset anything. Um, but cases that do get out of control, I do actually report them back with parents' permission directly to the state. To Michael Bennett. Nice. So, yeah, we I need mean, you. They need you. And she will, but I don't think I do. Yeah. I think she needs you more than anybody because she, don't forget that she's been held hostage since Saturday yeah, at this yeah. shelter. They, you know, when they, she got into the shelter, they probably had her sign a whole bunch of release for, forms, giving up her life at the right. shelter. And, and uh, see, that's she, something else. Yeah. That's something else that needs to be addressed is what has been signed. What hasn't been signed, you know, uh, gathering all the documentation, you know, you had mes- mentioned in the messenger, uh, the call report, which is important, but then there's also a call log that you can get from right. the county. Right. Yeah, true. But they're so, saying I mean, that they're saying there's no police report, and now they're they're like annoyed with him, and they're t- like, if you keep calling us, we're gonna we're gonna just um. We're going to arrest you for impeding investigation. Did he, county, did he call county records, or did he just call the sheriff's department? I, I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. You know, I don't think he called records. records. I think he, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then is she in another county or in the same county with the shelter? Well, I don't know where she is now. I, don't, I didn't clarify that with him yet. Um, he, okay. She was out of county when the, when he and his son were still in the hospital but when they picked okay. up the son i think they took him back to caldwell at a different shelter okay. i don't know that for sure i don't know if they went back okay. to the shelter yeah i'm not really sure where they are they've exactly. been known to freaking take people out of the county to get them away from each other Right. They, they, that's what they can say is that the um, mother and children were in a position of harm, and so they'll take them and put them outside the county just for that. But um, federal law and, and regulation, especially here at DSS policies and procedures, our children are supposed to have the most known environment to them. So not only should they be in their home, but they should also be in their same county. I'm sorry. I was I was getting a text while you were talking, and I just... 
lost track of what you were saying. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah. it, I, I was curious about that, which, if they were in the same county or not, because uh, yes. DSS policy and procedure as well as federal law says that yes. children taken like, in custody are supposed to be given their most familiar environments, which is supposed to be primarily in their their known, the county they live in. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's something that's, that can be held against them, too. But he needs... Why didn't they let mom and kids stay home and just make dad leave? Um, they, they won't do that because it's not to their benefit. That doesn't work to their benefit. Yeah. Because when okay. you when you have them leave, you can also say it's, um, they can abuse the injurious environment definition, which is actually not what people think. In North Carolina, injurious environment is either a house that's unsuitable by standards of code in that city, okay. or mm-hmm. or a sex a registered sex offender lives there. Those are the only two injurious environment definitions North Carolina has. It's not um, okay. you have five dirty dishes or you may have uh, the, the abuser in the house, the alleged abuser. That's not what it is. I gotcha. So they could have been. But they, they could have really went back. They should have been able to stay that stay in their home, obviously. But that right. was they're, they're, that's they're, their trick. They're scamming yeah, what they're them. doing is case building. What they're doing is case building. Yeah, case so, building. So when they get into court, they have various um, various variables, basically various elements to say, well, this was an exigent circumstance for us to have them all separated. It was an exigent circumstance for us to make her go yeah. to the shelter. I don't know if so, right. they put you on hold or not, probably. But, you know, it's unconstitutional for law enforcement to create an exigent circumstance that the Supreme yeah. Court has ruled on that. Yeah. But not yeah. a daycare. And social workers in North Carolina are held to the same standards as law enforcement pursuant to case law. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, I, I actually took a case um, from North Carolina has some good case law because I've, I've used it before. Uh, but their state statutes, like uh, Brian and I were talking about, they're not listed in the code, you know, in a way that's easy to read. So, for instance, in Florida, the child statute laws are, are in, tra- in one entire chapter, chapter 39. And you can find everything there. Everything that the law says about child, you can see what they can do, what they can't do, all that good stuff. But in North Carolina, the statutes are, are laid out really confusing. I wonder I think, if that's I think I got them down to a Yeah, I think I got them down, uh, generally speaking. Um, yeah. In regards to in the dependency, welfare, um, child welfare and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but in North Carolina, I don't know if you guys have it over there, but we also have an administrative code. Okay. And and that coincides with the statutes. Like you never you never do anything without the code the code and the statutes and the case law combined on top of policies and procedures. It's so where is the administrative law? Where is it published? Um, the administrative law. Huh? Ten North Carolina Administrative Code. Yeah. Chapter ten. Chapter ten. Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And then I think it's like Article seventy or something like that. But it's in North okay. Carolina Administrative Code. And it tells you things about what's like required in, in case plans pursuant to federal law. Um, okay. you know, the investigative uh policies and procedures administratively, that sort of thing. Okay, good. I know I mean I, I was trying to, you know I wanted to just do some reading anyway. I, yeah, I, I yeah, am a, um, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 
I was a paralegal. I did that for 10 years in Manhattan. I worked for civil litigators for a long time. I'm very familiar with the law. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which helps. I have a criminal justice degree background, bachelor's. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I try to help where I can just with my knowledge. And I'm also a victim, and I, it, that was about five years ago. But that was in Florida, which I beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now, sorry. thank you so much. Uh, so now what I'm doing is I made, because, the, because the judge gave me back my kids in 25 days, I made a deal with God uh, that night before because I knew <laughs> that I, I wasn't going to get them back, and it was just going to be so difficult for me. But I knew I needed God, and I was in a, like a 24-hour state of prayer, and I begged him to bring my kids home, and that I promised him that I would use my skills uh, to fight until I die to save kids, and that's my promise. So that's why I'm here. You're, you're a Hannah. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, I'm Abraham. <laughs> right. I, it's, yeah. been, it's been, for me personally, uh, no prior criminal history, no uh, substance abuse, no drugs, very involved in community and church, you name it. My thing is that I said, all right, I think I'm going to place the stability now, Lord. Can you, know, can you give me a way to glorify you? And then he threw me right. into Nineveh, which is North Carolina. And I don't want to be here. And, you know, there's a lot of times I still struggle with that. But I did ask for all this. Um, you know, I didn't ask for abuse of my children in DSS custody. I didn't ask for this this trauma. I didn't ask for all that. But I asked for a way right. to glorify him. And ever right. since, um, as, long as, I, as, as long as I work my conviction, by conviction only, then, you know, he's given me ample ways to glorify him, to point everything back to him, and to fight in spiritual warfare on behalf of families. Because he put families together. He's the creator of them. So, yeah. So, but in the meantime, you know, I my, agree yeah, in the meantime, I don't have my children with me. And that's the hardest thing is, like, you know, I said I would serve him. And that has to be above me being a mom. It has to be above me, you know, being part of the church. It has to be above me, my own needs. It has to be everything else. That's very hard to do. And so, it like, is. he grows me and stretches me and kicks me sometimes. <laughs> and you will reap in these rewards. <laughs> yes, my rewards are in heaven. I'll store up my treasures up there. Absolutely. That's what I think, too. I really do. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> oh, me, and I found, oh, my gosh. i got to tell you something. i got to tell you something before we hang up. I met, okay. I found this fantastic lady online this morning, and I viewed her YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, her um, Facebook Live, and I was so impressed with her. I called her on the phone, and we talked for an hour, and we're going to be best friends. <laughs> but I got to give you, I'm going to share her. I'm gonna, I, w- I, w- I wanted to add her to that chat, too, but she's, so she's, um, she's a parent advocate, and, and she just has too many cases. She just was been giving me advice kind of, you know, off the cuff, uh, uh-huh. but I, she didn't. She didn't want to be added to the to the conversation. Uh, but um, check this out. She has was born and raised in foster care because she was abandoned as an infant, and and she uh-huh. suffered through thir- thirteen homes. She said every single one of them abused her, 
And what what how how she coped with it was that she made herself like a like a, like like she was retarded, right? Like she oh, could wow. talk like like she was a baby because she was so she wanted them to leave her alone, right? Because they were raping her these, mm-hmm. these fosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, when she finally got adopted at eleven years old, adopted out at eleven. The the mom, um, she she you know opened up to the mom and and the mom taught her, went from like first grade to fifth grade in a in a year. Now the state of Maine has determined that she's mentally retarded and they use that against her, but she's not. She has two master's degrees. She's wow. not mentally retarded at all. Yeah, she's got two master's degrees. She's so kind and she's she's soft spoken and she's just. She was like an angel, you know, just like, like angelic. Oh. Something, there's something angelic about her because she had been through so much. And now she lives her life helping other families um, and, you know, all this great stuff. But I'll introduce you to her at some point for sure because I want to start organize. I want to organize with this lady because we were talking about, um, you know, really making a um, a push to get, you know, we want to get to the president. We want a meeting with the president. Uh, but what I think is that because she, you know, because she's a victim, she really is a victim um, of, of the foster care. She's, her, her voice is so, is louder than mine, can be louder than mine. I mean, I'm a victim parent, but she is a victim. She's a victim child. I think it has a lot, pay, pay, pays a lot of weight, you know, carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I've, I've helped parents before who were, uh, from the foster care system, and now their kids are being put in foster care. And it's yeah, just, that that's a pattern. It's just, it it just burdens you. Yeah, they, they. I think that they target the 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 kids in foster care oftentimes too. They just simply target they them. They, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. There's a a recent study out of Canada that mm-hmm. said that um, mothers who are in foster care, young mothers. Um, their babies over uh, as like half rate, half of the children go back into foster care by the age two. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah, yeah well, they use their own the background against them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And they're the ones that put them in that background nine times out of ten. Right. Yeah. It's very old. So, very sad. Um, well, let him, let him know that if you want to, I can come out there and... Uh, break them, help them get the documentation. I mean, yeah. it's already on the floor, so I mean, I can uh, also tomorrow probably help them run around and get the documentation. But I can I can stand by um, and help the mom where she's at. Yes. Um, with that situation, because that needs to get nipped in the bud, because they will use those statements in court, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're doing yeah, nothing but preparing for court right now. Right. Exactly. So, and that is very good. I'm good. I'm just, you know, I'm just praying that he wasn't picked up and that we can move forward with you being there tomorrow. Not no way to. I don't even yeah. have a phone number for mom, um, but maybe I should get that next time he he pops yeah. on. Okay. And then see, All right. see if I can't get mm-hmm. over that way because those needs that, that needs to be protected and uh, and literally deterred. But if it does get to the point where they drag him into court, um. Then I also I also have template motions to just nip that in the bud, because you answer the petition, you yep. uh, you go in special person, you present your parental fitness, you negate just interest doctrines, um, 
and then you you have everything dismissed. Okay, good. Okay, I feel that's good. Uh, that's what he needs. That's what they need. Um, so I'll just just keep watching that chat, and we'll just wait to see when he pops up. All right, and I'll just prepare all after all my law books in the truck, and I'll be prepared. Okay, cool. All righty. Uh, yes. Thanks so much, Brian. Good. I'll talk. I I. Thanks. Talk to you soon, Brian. I'm gonna get going too, but we'll we'll get back on later, maybe with Daniel, hopefully, or something. Okay. That sounds good. All right. Alrighty. Bye.